That's the intersection where your gifts, talents, and abilities meet a human need. Therein you will discover your purpose. Aristotle. I have a story to tell you. One Friday, a Hasidic master, Rabbi Horowitz, the famed seer of Lublin, was traveling with some of his disciples when they arrived at a crossroads. The wagon driver asked which way to turn. Well, surprisingly, the seer didn't seem to know what to answer. Shrugging, he said, Loosen the reins and let the horses go whichever direction they will. Well, after a while, they arrived at a town. And after several inquiries, they soon realized that not only was this not the place that they were seeking, they weren't even on the right road. It's late. Well, we'll stay here for Shabbat. That is divinely ordained day of rest, the seer announced. Then he added, but don't reveal my identity to anyone or tell them that I am the Rebbe. Well, his followers were shocked. Hmm, they had no money because the seer never allowed any to be kept overnight. However, much he had in his purpose possession, he would distribute it to the poor people before nightfall. If his identity were to be kept secret, hmm, how would they be able to provide for themselves for Shabbat? Hmm. When they asked him, he replied, we'll do like all Jewish travelers. We'll go to the local shul. That's the Jewish synagogue tonight. We'll go there, and people will invite us, and when they see we have no place to go, they'll invite us. And so they did. They prayed at the back of the shul, and afterwards all of Rebbe's students and attendants were invited individually to different homes. The seer, however, was left in the shul. Hmm. He always took a long time for the Shabbat evening prayers, and this week, hmm, no exception. And by the time he finished, hmm, everyone was gone. In fact, there was just one other person in the shul, an old man, hmm, at least 80 years. Well, he saw the stranger was sitting and reciting the Shabbat prayers for the meal on Friday night. Hmm. Where are you going for Shabbat meal? The old man opened. Hmm. I don't know. Why don't you eat at the inn where you are staying? Asked the elderly man, concerned. If it's a problem of money, after Shabbat, I'll collect some money to pay your bill. Hmm. I kind of saw they didn't light the Shabbat candles at the inn, so I presume that I cannot trust that the food will be kosher. Hmm. I'm sorry, murmured the old man, but at my home, my wife and I will only have bread and wine. He said, I'm neither glutton nor guzzler. Well then, come on long then, said the apprehensive host, and the seer followed meekly. 
<laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Intentional Now podcast, an engaging workshop discussion on change and purpose and redefining what we say yes to. And hello, I am Kristen Wombeck, a spiritual entrepreneur. I'm a coach. I am chasing bold dreams, doing the work, asking really good questions, and getting life done. Done? Oh, the life we were meant to live. Shall we do this? Ah, hello and welcome. We are in for a treat today. Two episodes I'm recording today. Woo! Gotta get in the rhythm. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> yes, I say we. We are recording. We are in for a treat. The Lord has been diligently speaking to me, and he also knows that his diligent conversation will be discussed with you, dear listener. Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know I got to get in the groove here. Maybe you have to get in the groove of listening. Welcome. I really appreciate that you spend this time to me. We I am so delighted. I have many things rolling around in my head to share with you today in the next two episodes, and they are transformational. They changed my life. <laughs> and so, of course, I share them with you. All right, I got a question for you because I really like to ask questions. I like to think, and I know you do too. So, any of my listeners out there, do you feel like you're in the middle of an intersection? <laughs> All right, today's takeaways, the intersection of grace, part one. And yes, this is a two-part episode. And guess what? For all you patron subscribers, you have early release bonus. And you can hear the entire episode back to back. So I invite you and your support of Intentional Now podcast through a subscription. It's just wonderful, and I get totally blessed by you partnering with me. Thank you for reaching out and touching me in this way. There is more information in the link. Also, grace is not detainment. There are four flows of grace. Believe, faith, and love. They all have our back. Trusting God is your friend. And maybe the intersection is the best place to be. <laughs> and yes, I am wording it purposely to say middle, in the middle. Mm -hmm. In the middle. Do you ever feel like you are in the middle of an intersection? Because the middle is not stuck. Stuck implies a location where one cannot escape from, right? You can't move forward. You feel confined, detained. And if you are anything like me, we thrive in an atmosphere of solving problems. Our initial read on the intersection would focus our minds on the other side. 
Mm-hmm. I know you're like me. What's on the other side? Getting across, moving forward. What does it take? Mm-hmm. Yep. That is how I think. Well, <laughs> God want to have a discussion with me about that. So we're in the middle. Middle, let's unpack that a little bit. So middle is equal distance from the other edges of something, right? It's, it's in the middle. So let me expand and create a bit of a spiritual picture, all right? And you know me, I always invite you, feel free to step into the picture as an anchor and allow God to also speak to your intersection. Mm -hmm. So I'm seated in this spiritual intersection. I'm seated in a white wheat back dining chair in the middle of an intersection of grace. Mm -hmm. And there are four corners in the picture. There's trust, believe, love, and faith. Well, I happen to be facing the corner of trust. Well, over a period of days, God is teaching me to unpack what is going on in the intersection. And that's why I have dissected the words that my feelings have latched onto. So stuck, geez, stuck is obviously the first word picture that popped up in my senses and, you know, to help me locate that this was an intersection. Was I stuck? It was busy, filled with traffic. Whew. And before I developed it much farther, I'd like to highlight four areas of grace first. And yes, we'll get back to our story about the seer of Lublin. <laughs> our intersection of grace. All right, so we are saved by grace. There's the word of grace. There's abounding grace and sufficiency of grace. Hmm. So we can't be stuck in the context of saved by grace. No, it just doesn't work. So in Romans 5.15, the only similarity in the comparison between the crash landing and the gift is both Adam and Christ represent the masses. However, the grace gift lavished upon mankind in the one man, Jesus Christ, supersedes the effect of Adam's failure by far and is beyond comparison in significance to the idea of death and separation. Grace saves us from being stuck. Ephesians 1.6 His grace plan is to be celebrated. He greatly endeared us and highly favored us in Christ. His love for his son is his love for us. The gospel is not about telling people how lost they are, but reminding them how loved they are. Since we are fully represented in him, his blood is the ransom that secures our redemption. His forgiving our sins measures the wealth of our grace and his grace for us. We no longer can be defined or confined in stuck. <laughs> you see how he's talking to me here? <laughs> so in Titus 2.11... The grace of God shines as bright as the day, making the salvation of mankind undeniably visible. 
undeniably visible. The day and the age we live in sets the stage for displaying the attraction of an awe-inspired life. Our minds are rescued in the revelation of righteousness. We are in the school of grace, instructed how to thoroughly reverse the apathy and the indifference that erupts in a wave of lust that would seek to dictate the day. Hmm. A school of grace, huh? Hmm. Well, now we can understand why I need to unpack it, ask questions, and be taught of the Lord. Amen? I can understand it now. (laughs) So our tuition, which seated us in the middle of the intersection, is more closely related to, hmm, as this, abounding grace. That is where God seats us. We are totally familiar with these scriptures. God seats us here in 2 Corinthians 9.8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you that you, having all sufficiency in all things, may have abundance for every good work. And now I'm going to read that from the mere translation. It is impossible to exaggerate the dimensions and the detail of the grace of God. I will say that again. (laughs) It is impossible to exaggerate the dimensions and the detail of the grace of God. Plunge into the extravagance of grace where he exhibits the extreme dynamics of his bountiful dealing with us. We are already advantaged far beyond any calculation of personal merit to be completely self-sufficient at all times in every possible situation that we might face. The overflow thereof amply supplies the needs of others in many creative ways to do good. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, that you having all sufficiently in all things may have abundance for every good work. Imagine how God is now able for timeless perpetuity to exhibit the trophy of the wealth of his grace, and it's demonstrated in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Grace exhibits excessive evidence of the success of the cross. Say that seven times. Grace exhibits excessive evidence of the success of the cross. Hmm. Now I have a couple more. I'm making a point here. John 1.16, he is the source of our completeness. Everyone may now realize their own completeness as evidence in him. This is grace mirrored in grace. Grace upon grace. Now the word middle of the intersection. In him we live and move and have our being. Hmm. Our completeness in him makes the middle of the intersection the best place to be. Imagine the flow of all sufficiency in all things, abounding for every good work, flowing from all four streets that God has seated us in the middle of. Hmm. 
<laughs> life happens at intersections. Jack Dorsey. Life happens at intersections. It does. So let's take a moment, just a moment to back up this episode, to set it up. This feels like a good place to kind of pause our thoughts on what about Seer Lublin? Hmm. What about him? I promise you first thing, the rest of his story in part two. I promise you first thing. So the intersection of grace has four access flows. When we position ourselves in the middle. Hmm. Personally, I found a unique and a new measure of peace when I made peace with being in the middle. I'm going to say that again. Personally, I found a unique and new measure of peace when I made peace with being in the middle. So, when I made peace with being in the middle, that means that my thoughts were not trying to get out of the intersection or not dealing with feeling like I'm stuck. I made peace when God unpacked what he was doing, what grace is, and how that being in the middle of the intersection was the best place to be. When we recognize that God is taking special attention to teach us, remember, it's a school of grace. <laughs> He's teaching us his principles. His good is working for us. And grace is abounding to us. Because hmm. it's a school. Now, I can understand why he seated me in this intersection and I began to start asking him questions because he's schooling me in grace. I have a favor to ask of you. I would love it if you would leave me a five-star review. Besides blessing my socks off, it lets other listeners know that you value our time together. Thank you so much. Now, I pray that the Lord continues to teach you in the subject matter of your destiny and victory. Mm -hmm. That's how we're in the intersection. The subject matter of your destiny and victory. <laughs> Life happens at intersections. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I'm going to pause the recording just a little bit. I wanted to set it up just a little bit, tell you a little bit of the story, actually activate the grace that you're seated in, and then we are going to continue in the very next episode. Okay? You go ask Jesus, and I will see you in the next episode. All right? Bye now.